Hello, and welcome to Transformation by Truth podcast, where the call become the chosen and those who have been dedicated to serve the Most High receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we progress our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'll be your tour guide. Let's get started with today's lesson. Hello, my friends, D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transformation by Truth podcast and the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. Today, we have another brief word from your host and a reminder that exciting times are on the way. The title of today's podcast is The Edification of the Invisible Body, Part 4. The greatest among you shall be your servant, and whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. Matthew 23, 11 through 12. Podcast objectives are Reveal the importance of support in the procedure of enlightenment. Reveal the importance of a certain leadership also in the procedure of enlightenment. And analyze one of the biggest faults in the conglomerate church. Now, our first section is entitled, For Support. In Monday's podcast, we discuss two of the four phases of enlightenment, i.e. instruction in righteousness and correction. Today, we are going to cover the two remaining phases in this critical process. As you can see by the image to the left, these two phases or degrees are support and servant leadership in that order. We will commence with a scriptural definition of the spiritual model of support. To support is to help each member of the assembly prepare for and function in their office and remain in good spiritual and physical health. To hold each other up in love, enabling each member to withstand every wave of adversity and their quest for holiness. Now, there are many key takeaways from this definition, proving that support is more complex than many may have thought. However, for the sake of time, I will only focus on three, beginning with the focus. In addition, I will offer it as an interest point because it is a crucial matter you must understand, specifically if the Spirit has called you to be a member of our ministry. Please consider it faithfully, my friends. Everyone who has been called to a ministry has an office in that ministry. The role of the ministry then is to prepare you for that office and to support you once you are in the office, 
so that you can effectively function in your role. Here lies a problem. Namely, in many churches, those who have been called are not being prepared for the offices they have been called to. This happens for many reasons, all of which are regressive and reflect on the carnality and insecurities of men and women who are not being led by the Spirit. Alas, this is why so many offices within the conglomerate church are empty or occupied by unqualified individuals. As the church is not equipped to prepare the children of Elohim for the offices he has called them to, he is calling them out, and he is preparing them himself. Trust me, I know, because this is exactly what happened to me. And it is why there is an empty office with my name on it in every assembly I left. It's because they were not spiritually qualified to prepare me for the office I have been called to. Here lies the problem and another key takeaway from the scriptural rendering of the spiritual model of support. It is so crucial, I will offer it as another interest point. And I ask you to consider it carefully. It is impossible to be in good health, spiritual or physical, if you're not functioning in your calling and exercising the vast array of your gifts and talents. My dear friends, if you think your physical health is important, your spiritual health is even more important, and both are required for you to be in the Father's will. For, like many other parallel models, you can't have one without the other. Reason being, you cannot overcome all the obstacles on your path if you are not in good health. Your leaders should know this, and their love for you should compel them to hold you up and support from the day you join yourself to the ministry and every day after, even if the Father should call you to another assembly. The key here is love, which is not only the pinnacle of holiness, but one of the most critical degrees of spiritual vision. And thus, it is love that compels true leaders to see their flocks as extensions of a much larger body. And they are more interested in how each member is contributing to the larger body, as opposed to how much they're contributing to the individual of carnal goals of a backwards pastor. If that's the kind of ministry you're in, take my advice and run for your life. The Father has an office specifically designed for you and a ministry that will support you every step of the way. Now, our next section is entitled for servant leadership. The primary reason why so many leaders in the church circuit are more interested in feeding off their flocks as opposed to feeding them 
is because they're not true servants, and many of them were never called. We know this because every leader in the invisible body of Yahushua Messiah is a servant leader. This speaks to the fourth and final phase of enlightenment, i.e. servant leadership. Although it is a somewhat popular phrase in our world, I am not sure the spiritual model is obvious to grasp. Thus, I'll provide a scriptural definition. Servant leadership is a model of governance in which those who are entrusted to disciple men and women in the way of holiness lead by example and from behind, i.e., their leadership is characterized by service and a covenant of bondage in which those in leadership roles are enslaved to serve their flocks. Here again, I'm quite sure many of you have never viewed servant leadership in this manner. Specifically, the line which reveals leadership is a covenant of bondage to serve. Tis a far cry from the so-called leaders you will find anywhere in our world, let alone the church. Here's a question. What am I referring to when I utilize the phrase, a covenant of bondage to serve? The answer, I am declaring that leaders are bound to serve their flocks, not the other way around. For this is the example Yahushua Messiah has left us, for he is a good shepherd. John 10, 11 through 15 is revealing, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. But the hireling, not being a shepherd, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches the sheep and scatters them. Now the hireling flees because he is a hireling and is not concerned about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know mine, and mine know me, even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. From these verses, we understand that it is the Father's will for every leader, i.e. shepherd, to lay down their life for their flock, which, from a spiritual perspective, requires leaders to dedicate, i.e. offer up their life for the edification of the body. The same way Yahushua Messiah offered up his life to be the causer of our salvation, Every leader must give their life to facilitate the spiritual and physical success of their flock, and they are bound to this calling. It is a most sacred oath none should take lightly, for we have been forewarned. Leaders will receive greater condemnation now and hereafter. For this cause, I advise everyone in a leadership role to examine yourself, for there will be a day of reckoning before 
the day of reckoning. And if you are not following the model of certain leadership, that will not be a good day for you. Now, our next section is entitled, One of the Biggest Faults of the Church. Here's a question. Why is the church circuit filled with so many leaders who are not following the side example of instruction, correction, support, and servant leadership? The answer, it's because they don't truly love their flocks. Yahushua Messiah confirmed this, referring to them as hirelings. By definition, a hireling is someone who works purely for material reward, i.e. a mercenary. Likewise, they lack the skills to do any meaningful work, for they are more interested in immediate off-monetary gain than fashioning themselves to be of greater value and service. My dear friends, if you are being led by the Spirit, then you can clearly see how the conglomerate church is filled with hirelings, just as Yahushua Messiah said it would be. Just look around. The church is filled with pastors who are incessantly wealthy, and many who are not are constantly begging for money. Honestly, I don't know which is worse. All the same, you know my position on the money. I shared it during the feature week. I will share it again as an interest point, and I trust you will always remember it. If a ministry is truly being led by the Spirit, its leaders should not have to beg their assemblies for money. On the contrary, they should have power with Elohim and the ability to engage him in effectual prayer and have all their monetary needs fulfilled. Here lies the problem. These imposters cannot engage the father in effectual prayer because they are not his ministers. This is why they are robbing their flocks. It's because they're not qualified to ask the Father for his blessings. Therefore, they are blessing themselves by stealing from you. Here again, Yahushua Messiah warned us it would be this way. Not only does he refer to these reprobates as hirelings, he also calls them thieves and robbers because they don't follow his example of servant leadership. They don't follow his model of love. And this is, without a doubt, one of the biggest faults of the conglomerate church. Religious mercenaries have been elevated to watch over the flock, and the enemy is having a field day. He is killing, stealing, and destroying at an unprecedented level, while the leaders within the church circuit are at large and largely fast asleep. Now, here is the final word. If you are not disposed to serve, then you will never be qualified to lead. 
this is a very crucial matter because the Father has revealed to me that there are those in the church circuit who are worth saving, men and women who are better than their leaders, who can and will bring forth good fruit in the right assembly. This is my target audience. I am speaking directly to you, and I am not done. The creator of our world has a controversy with the hirelings who are destroying his flocks, and I have been called to prophesy against them, and I am not done. Here is what's next. We completed today's podcast, The Edification of the Invisible Body, Part 4. And next, The Father's Controversy with Leadership, Part 1. I'll be posting this podcast on Friday. Until then, my friends, continue to be led by the Spirit, and I promise you, I will too. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't already, visit us at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and make sure you sign up to join the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022.